Hey everyone, welcome to Half Court and Midrange. It's been a while since we've recorded an episode. Uh, lots of changes in the NBA since then. Uh, lots of recent news, lots of uh, less recent news. I'm joined here in the studio uh, by no one. I'm just here by myself. But uh, your favorite Half Court and Midrange host, uh, Ray Swartnevitz, is joining me via telephone because he's on a trip to Philadelphia right now. <laughs> Hey, Ray. Hello, world. How long are you going to be in Philadelphia? I am going to be here indefinitely. Well, actually, I'll be here until tomorrow when I go to Boston, but then I'll come back the next day. Oh. So. What are you going to do uh, in Boston? Going to go to a conference on school choice. Should be lovely. Nice. You going to check out any uh, excellent basketball teams while you're there? You know? I will not. I will not. Really top contenders uh, in the Eastern Conference? I will be happy to share with all of the uh, people there about what great basketball is and a great basketball city is. Um, just doesn't happen to be their city. That's okay. Um, gosh, I really don't like the Celtics. I don't know that we've really covered that ground on this podcast. Do Have our we? listeners know? Listeners, uh, it's been a while since we've asked you for your input, but I guess just let us know if you already knew that Ray does not like the Celtics. I personally feel that Ray has mentioned this before on a podcast. Yeah, I probably have. I His think you're right now. That, uh, distaste for the Celtics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Although with our listeners, you're never, I'm never sure. Some people are confused whether you like the Sixers or not. Mm, There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, it can be confusing. I should be a little bit more clear about that. Speaking of the Sixers, uh, apparently they made a trade yesterday. What's the deal? What gives? Did um, so the Sixers uh, traded for disgruntled star Jimmy Butler. Um, we traded. The deal is primarily Robert Covington and Dario Saric, two uh, players that I am very fond of. Brutal Bob. Um, Brutal Bob. Um. There's been a lot of people. <laughs> There's been a lot of context where I've yelled "brutal Bob," um, and no one really knew why I was yelling that because no one calls Robert Covington besides uh, "brutal Bob" besides me and the people that have heard me call it. Yeah, I think uh, it's like basically the only people I ever hear actually calling him that are you and Biddish. Uh, Biddish really <laughs> picked up on that one, so shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe I'll have to get in touch with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves fans and try to try to get them to adopt it. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I don't really know anybody who's a Minnesota fan. Timberwolves fan. Yeah. Like, even um, the people I know from Minnesota are just more into the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, we got Jimmy Butler from the Timberwolves. Uh, the deal is basically Jimmy Butler for Robert Cummington, Darius Arch. And... Basically, Jimmy Butler for those two. What about those other two guys? What about Jared Bayless? What about the second-round pick? What about that other guy that Minnesota is sending? Fairly inconsequential. Jared Jared Bayless made the salary work. Um, We also got Justin Patton, who's I think injured and probably not very good. But 
uh, you know, if he wants to grab a cheesesteak in Philly or something, I'd be happy to do that with him. Um, so yeah, the trade. It's a, now we have Jimmy Butler's probably in like the eighth to fifteenth best player kind of range in the NBA. Um, he plays really hard on defense. He can do a little bit of everything. He can shoot, but he's not like a great three-point shooter. He creates on shot. He seems to alienate his teammates um, and his coaches and maybe the management of his team. He truly um, can do it all, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, from a basketball perspective, Perspective. It's going to be interesting to see how he and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid fit together. The basketball fit is not great because Ben Simmons is a, basically a non-shooter at this point. Uh, Jimmy Butler is not a great volume distance shooter. And Embiid will shoot the three, but he doesn't shoot it that much or with a, at a high percentage. And so, given that spacing is really important in today's NBA, which basically means you need a bunch of shooters, three best players being not great at stretching the floor, will present challenges for how our offense flows and how much space we have. So, I think that's the basketball thing, but I think there's an also a an idea that if you just get good enough players, um, that it'll kind of work out. So. Um, yeah, if you put enough talent on the floor, good things are going to happen. That's what I'm hoping for. And that's what I, I think they will be very good. I don't know if they, you know, will be, uh, the output on the floor will, will equal the, the sum of like the individual talents that they have. But, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my quick take on it. Um, what do you think, Gord? Uh, it seems like, for what they gave up, it's worth the the gamble. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, I feel like y'all were talking about, well, it's different because Jimmy Butler, like you said, he's in that 8 to 15 range. It's not like when you all were trying to like sign LeBron as a free agent. Like, that's different. That would have been like, you, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been worth like yeah. blowing up another part of like the, the good people. But yeah, when it's like Sarich and and brutal bob while they are like true sixers in your mind and whatnot and and good players it's not like destroying the core of a team in some way like yeah yeah i'm with you there um i think yeah and i think with dario and i love dario he plays super hard he's got all this craft to his game he shot really well from three last year. It's unclear if that's representative of how good of a shooter he is. I think he shot like 39% from three. Um, but he's got short arms. He's not very quick. It's kind of a defensive liability against the NBA's best teams. And he was, I think his contract is up next year. And so they were going to be, you know, left in a tough position where he would have a case to make a lot of money um and i think there's probably on teams that aren't trying to or their main goal isn't to win a championship he could be a really helpful piece but in terms of playing against the nba's best team 
best teams, he's not. He's such a liability on defense and a not really clear fit on offense. Um, that, that yeah, that anyhow, getting rid of getting rid of him in particular makes sense. I think Covington hurts more. One because I don't know I don't know if you know this, but he um, so the Sixers games when the opposing team. Uh, misses two consecutive free throws or one player in the same you know, shot or in the same sequence misses two free throws. Everybody gets free frosties at Wendy's the next day. Um, and Robert Covington was like the most enthusiastic person in the stadium about this. So when they missed the first one, he would just be like waving his towel around and freaking out. <laughs> um, so I think that's the number one thing that we're going to miss. Um, people have been wondering on Twitter if, when he comes to Philly as a Timberwolf, if he'll miss two free throws on purpose just to make does the, the deal, frosty dream Does the happen. deal extend to everybody? Uh, it extends to the players as well as the opposing players? I assume so. Yeah, I assume if you're a made player, you can just kind of get free stuff from Wendy's whenever you want, you know? That's what you'd think. There is that, that rumor probably. that this is not Wendy's, but there is the rumor that Ron Artest uh, tried to work at Best Buy or something so that he could get... <laughs> yes. So that you could get the employee discount. discount. <laughs> I I uh, like briefly yeah. researched that, and it seems definitely like a you know sort of a myth. But uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because I saw that going around where it said that Best Buy called the general manager. Yeah, he put as the, the he put the reference. <laughs> That's the story. I think it just to me it just seems like a little too far fetched to be a real like too good to be true. Yeah. And it feels it a little like apocryphal. Yeah. A sort of like cir- circular references as far as like, oh, it's true because it was in this other thing and all of them were sort of like just wanted it to be true. Mm-hmm. And so it's just yeah. sort of become a legend, uh, which makes sense for Ron Artest. He certainly like there are some actual confirmed yeah. true things about Ron Artest. Brutal Bob loves Frosties. And That's how? one of the main reasons I'm going to miss them. He loves Frosties. Sorry. Do you love Frosties as well? Um, I feel, I don't, you know, I haven't explored the, like, Wendy's world as much as I feel like maybe other people have. I'm more of a, either, like, stick to the basics with McDonald's or, you know, Chick-fil-A, Raisin Cane's kind of guy. So, I can't imagine the Frosty is anywhere near as good as the Chick-fil-A milkshake. Oh, I Uh, think I like a Frosty better. Oh, boy. Yeah. Chick-fil-A milkshake is kind of gross. Did I I called the cream? cream? What What? kind yeah, what what, are you thinking just the vanilla one? I don't know. Just you get a Chick-fil-A milkshake and they put that gross fake cherry on it and the gross whipped. You don't have to get the cherry. I know. You say no cherry. Yeah, you can say that, but then then they say my pleasure and you feel kinda bad that you made them do something different. You know how it goes. Uh, well, it's, it's a lot. I love me some Chick Fil A. <laughs> if it wasn't Sunday, I might get off this call right now and go get me a Chick Fil A milkshake. Good thing. But here we are. Good thing they're Sunday. closed. They, I mean, the milkshake. That's the thing. I like the chicken sandwich. It's a good chicken sandwich. But the milkshake, the original uh, chicken sandwich, the spicy. I mean, the original yeah. one's good too. But I like. I always get the spicy one just because. Yeah. I don't know when. Whenever you have the option of getting something spicy, you should get it spicy. True, true. That's a good rule to live by. That's that's how I um, live my life. So, Brutal Bob loves Frosties. 
Um, it's I certainly going to be frosty it. living in Minnesota now. Wow, that was a good, that was a good one, Court. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what you call a hot that, take. That should have been a segue. That should have been a segue. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna miss his um, three-point shooting that he does at will from long range and does it at a good enough percentage to be effective and to make defenses guard him. Um, yeah, and his defense, man, he has such great hands. He has awesome hands. He just gets, he just steals the ball in a lot of situations. You're like, I don't think the guy could steal the ball there. Robert Covington does. Are his hands really big? Probably. I know his arms are really long. I assume his hands are also pretty big. But he's not one of those guys that people talk about his giant hands all the time, like Kawhi. Oh, yeah. So his hands are probably smaller than Kawhi's hands. But Most I think Kawhi has, like, the size of hands, if you were, like, nine feet tall, how big your hands should be or something like that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Neither of us um, are doctors. Please do not use any medical advice that we have ever given on half court and mid range. We are not liable yeah, yeah. if you do. If you need to talk to a doctor, we can give you a recommendation, though. Uh, Miss, uh, is that Brett? Yeah, I mean, depending or if yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we have a lot of doctor recommendations. Yeah, so. we don't. Whoever gives us the most money to have a sponsorship. <laughs> Might I recommend yeah. Dr. Will Brasher? <laughs> um, anyhow, I'm going to miss Brutal Bob and Dario, but I think at the end of the day, if they're what you got to give up to get a top 10 or 15 play in the league, you make the move and you figure it out. And Do you think that Jimmy Butler is going to tell Elton Brand to get him a salad? <laughs> I certainly hope not. Um, it will be interesting to see how the chemistry works. I feel like that Embiid is such a like dominating personality that that should help. I would think. I guess. I guess that could lead to them butting heads. But he seems like generally like people like him and. He's obviously really good, and I feel like he does have – he's established as the centerpiece of the Sixers. Um, all of these things, I hope, will make it so that they coexist well. But Will it still be Joel Embiid's team? It will still definitely be Joel Embiid's team. Mm. I think the tricky thing there is that given that Embiid's a center, he's not bringing the ball up. Um, you know, if, if Butler and Simmons are, um, so both of them want to operate with the ball in their hands. Um, and if both of them are kind of competing to do that outside of the system, um, the prescribed offense, then that could lead to Embiid getting the ball less, um, which would be bad because he's our best offensive player. Um, so I don't know. There, there are definitely ways that this could go wrong. That's for sure. But if you can get a talent like Jimmy Butler for that, for that package, then you ought to do it and see what happens. We still got JJ Redick. He can shoot really, really well. Ugh. See if we can find some 
Duke's own, J.J. Redick. Duke, great college basketball team. Great. You're just saying that because uh, you think that the NCAA should pay players, and Duke definitely pays their <laughs> players, so that's why you You're like not going to get any arguments out of that for me. I totally, <laughs> 100%, yeah. <laughs> I fully endorse all the NCAA teams that are one way or another compensating their players for their services. Yeah, I mean, that's... Whether or not. Yes. Yeah. That's fair in a way, you know. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not against the uh, you know, principle of that. Categorical imperative yeah. really, if you're an NCAA team. You yeah. Have to do, do you think it would be really funny if UVA got caught paying playing uh paying one of their like mediocre players like Jack Salt. I assume he's a mediocre player because Yeah uh, of our friends that like him. But Yeah, yeah, mediocre is I mean <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We love him on the team. I don't know if he's like even a mediocre player. Like he's like okay. a, he's a role player. Like okay, yeah. So it would, be, it would still Ma- be funny. Yeah. Is he the TJ McConnell of UVA? No, he's like um. It's hard because your center, your center is Joel Embiid, but he's like the who is the guy that you guys used to have, and then you traded him. He was a center. Uh, maybe you didn't trade him. Maybe he's still on the team. Jaleel Okafor? No, he's definitely not the Jaleel Okafor of the team. Spencer Hawes? No, not that either. He was like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe he was like power forward to Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Oh, Rashawn Holmes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he's bad then. That means he's bad. Yeah. It, well, like, I, I don't Rashawn. know. That's like, who started though? Imagine that you have like you five starters and one of them is like clearly worse than the others. Yeah, that's that's um, who he is. But like, they have to okay. start because that's the position they play. He's like uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah. It's like you know. <laughs> I think I think Marco Fultz at this point in his career, Marco Fultz would be a, a decent analog. Kind of, yeah. Marco except for Fultz like Jack Salt was you know upside. Yeah, he wasn't like a big like recruit. You know, they were like, oh, here's a guy from New Zealand that plays basketball. We're just gonna have to take yeah. their word on it like mm. so far away who knows steven adams okay. probably said he was good or something and yeah that's how they got him shame on me shame on me for taking this in a uva basketball direction i don't know how i did that oh man you oh, watched that I was praising Duke. you watched that game today <laughs> nope <laughs> all right before we alienate our listeners too much with his <laughs> dismissive tone uh <laughs> So yeah, uh, what was my what was my eventual take on the Jimmy Butler thing? I think it's risky, but given the like, yeah, maybe it would have been nice. I don't know if there's they could have held out and gotten somebody who was like a star in that same range as Jimmy Butler, but like maybe fit the team better. I don't know, like a Clay Thompson or something. Does that make sense? Was, would Clay yeah. Thompson be no, useful because he can like shoot and he's good? I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think the I think the logic behind doing this trade for them was not that there were not, I think that they would have said that there were better max fits. So Clay Thompson would have been a better fit on our team. Um, Paul George, you know, if he hadn't signed uh, with Oklahoma city would have been a better fit. Kawhi Leonard, if he leaves Toronto, he would be a better fit. Um, Clay, if he leaves Golden state, Kevin Durant, if he leaves Golden state, all these guys would be better fits. I think, they're ultimately betting that um, none of those guys are going to be available or want to come to Philly. 
which I think is probably the high probability bet. Um, I think of all of those guys, like it seems like it seems like Clay is going to stay in Golden State. It seems like Durant is either going to stay in Golden State or go like the Knicks or the Clippers or something. Um, who knows what Kawhi is going to do? But um, I don't know. Um, so I, I think basically they decided they weren't going to be able to get any of those guys. And they actually, it would be hard, but they could still clear max cap space um, just about if they, this summer, if they, if like Kawhi was like, actually, I do want to come to Philly, they could actually clear space by trading Markel Fultz away. Mm-hmm. Um, so this doesn't preclude them from doing it. I think if like for some reason they knew through back channels that Kawhi wanted to come, maybe they don't do this trade and they, because then the team makes more sense with Covington and Dario. Um but I think they ultimately were like, well, that's not going to happen, which, yeah, that's probably right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I think I haven't heard too many people saying that the Sixers shouldn't have done it because I think Jimmy Butler reduced his, his own trade value so much by, like, basically forcing the Timberwolves to trade him and um, at a time of the year when, uh, there's not a, a lot, all the players that sign in the summer can't be traded. Um, mm. And teams are still trying to figure out who they are and like probably not trying to make a major shakeup, even if there is a trade to be made. And Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the Timberwolves like wants to win now. And so he probably wasn't looking for a lot of packages that teams were offering that involved draft picks, like what the Rockets were offering. Um so yeah, I think like a combination of things led to this trade happening and the Sixers really didn't have to give up that much to get him and it's worth taking it. Like if he, if he ends up walking at the end of the year, that would be a bummer, but it's also, um, it's not like we gave up, you know, really high end draft pick or, or something like that. Or Buddy Healed or something. Or Buddy Healed. Um, or I don't know, something else. Um. So yeah. Speaking of people getting traded and then only being on the team for a while, the Pelicans still play basketball. The Pelicans still play basketball in the city of New Orleans. In the city of New Orleans, and they still have all the players they had last year, but not Demarcus Cousins. Not Boogie Cousins. Actually, they have more players. Yeah, they also don't have Rondo anymore either, and probably some other people that aren't as important, but. Yeah. On the basketball sense, everyone is important on a cosmic human being sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was he still on the team last year? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was on the team, but injured. Yeah. Um, Although, no, no, I'm sorry. They traded him. Well, they traded him to Chicago, I think, when they, you know. When they got in the Rotex trade? Oh, maybe it was a Jinsa that went. uh, I don't know. No, a is still on the team, right? Fake news. Lots of fake news happening. Nobody cares, I guess. Yeah, nobody should listen um, to. I mean, no, everyone should listen to this part because we all we know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, we know every yeah. player on the Pelicans. Name a player on, player yeah. that could or could not be on the Pelicans, and I'll tell you whether they're on there. A Mecca Okafor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. All right, I got um, one for you, Jaleel Okafor. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. 
Was that right? Yeah. Did, did he get cut? No, he's on there. Oh, good. That's, that's okay. the trick. He did go to Chicago. In, uh, sorry, Ashik did go to Chicago in the, the Miritich. Miritich trade. Yeah, so um, they started off hot, those Pelicans. They were definitely getting some hype in the city. The yes. uh, ticket people Anthony that Davis. tried to tell you to buy tickets came to the Benson Tower to try to t- get us to buy overpriced tickets. Yeah. What did you say? Um, I said, can you get me floor seats? And they said, they didn't say anything. I didn't talk to those people. If I want to go to a game, I'm just going to buy one off StubHub. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Um, yeah, they started off really hot. And Anthony Davis looked, the very start of the season, he looked like he was even better than he was last year. But I guess with injuries and stuff, he's kind of cooled off. Yeah, he had um, to sit out a couple games. He was having like a arm issue or something. That's kind of his style, you know? He like gets sort of like dinged up a lot. Yeah. Not as many yeah. last, you know, knock on wood, not as many lasting things, but he's definitely not like a yeah. 82 game kind of guy. Yeah, I'm looking at his player page now and the least games he's played is 61 which is surprising yeah um i would have thought it would have been lower than that but i guess just like a bunch of little injuries yeah i remember 61 was that season where he was like injured at the end and they were tanking yeah except for they couldn't tank because they had already traded away their pick or something i don't know yeah the pelicans are bad at having their draft pick that's one of their yeah worst worst skills <laughs> they just run through those first um, round picks like they're nothing just so trade yeah. away so yeah. what's the what's the pulse on the ground there court i feel like people are speculating um that anthony davis so he signed with the agency that represents lebron james and other notable players um and his free agency is coming up. Um, there's talk of him potentially deciding to sign with another team or forcing his way out via trade, as many star players are wont to do nowadays. What's the what's the vibe in New Orleans? What's what's the word on the street? Well, he hasn't told Dell Dems to get him a salad or anything yet, but. <laughs> But he did yeah. say, get me a fancy espresso from Mammoth Espresso, Dell. Because <laughs> I know That's you love espresso, and I do too. Yeah. That's why my name is Anthony Davis, espresso lover. Get me three tacos. <laughs> get me three tacos from Rouse's for $4. <laughs> That's what you should say. Oh, man. I've only gotten Shout those to tacos Rouse's. one time since you've left, Ray. The, free t- the, mm. the really inexpensive grocery store tacos. We used to get yeah. those often. Too often, yeah. probably, for how unexciting they were. I'll stand by those tacos. For $4, you got three totally replacement-level tacos, and you could get guacamole in them. And sometimes they put, like, you know, $2 worth of guacamole in there. Yeah, That's I don't really... know if that guacamole was actually made out of avocados. I'm not convinced. No, I think it was. I think it was, because one time they ran out, and I kind of like was like, oh, really? There's not any more guacamole? 
and a lady just went um, to the to the shelf and picked up one of the little guacamoles that was like a fresh guacamole and put it in there. All right. Well, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't know. They didn't like I mash kinda, the well, avocados by hand right in front of you. They didn't do that. That's for sure. It would be but that to... pretty much never happens. Yeah, especially for four dollars. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um. So yeah, uh, to, I don't. I don't think people are quite worried about it yet here. You know, as yeah. far as Pelicans fans go, they're pretty like happy-go-lucky. Um, the Saints and have also been extremely general. good at football uh, recently. Oh right! And so I think doing that, that football thing. Yeah, the New Orleans is already a football town. So when like the Saints are bad, then people are like, oh yeah, the Pelicans exist. But when the Saints are like good, people pretty much are just like Saints all the time. And so people right. are like in like Saints mode right now. People are hyped. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, wow, the Saints so, are eating one. That's pretty good. Yeah, they beat the Rams not this week, but the week before. So that was the other mm-hmm. good NFC team. So people were pretty hyped about that. Um, okay. But of course, those those are only the top teams of the uh, West and the South in the NFC. Got to go with the East number one team too, the Washington Football Team. There'll be a tough oh, out no, in the we playoffs. Don't talk about <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, people, well, people, people aren't so worried right now about Anthony Davis leaving. Uh, as a mild Pelicans fan, you know, I want to see them win and stuff. Uh, he had one comment where he was like, "I'm playing here now" or something like that. Where it was just not mm. like the most enthusiastic, like I'm gonna be a pelican forever sort of response. Where I yeah. was like, yeah, he'll probably leave after. Like I don't know if he'll. He's the kind of person to like. Well, that's the other thing. Like once it is, he is like a impending free agent. They might trade him anyway, just to like get something back or whatever. But like I don't think he'll be like trying to force his way out super fast. Is you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have to look because I can't remember how his like, I think contract works either. Def- yeah, so he hasn't. So he ha- he's under contract through next season, and then he has a player option the following season. Which, mm. barring some catastrophic injury, he will decline. Um, so I don't. Given that he signed with Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, um, I think he's going to. I think he's going to leave um, unless they like become, you know, unless they make it to the finals or something, um, mm. which seems unlikely given that the Warriors are still in the NBA. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where, sorry, Pelicans fans. Sorry, particularly to you, Olin. I feel like that hurts Olin the most. I'm mm. sorry, Olin. I hope you're well. Um but uh, yeah. So I think I think the question becomes if they're, you know, not doing well below 500. If they think about this year before the trade deadline, when they can still really get a huge package for him, trading him. Mm. I'm guessing that they wouldn't, even if they knew his departure was imminent, because they haven't shown themselves to be a particularly savvy front office. Um. 
And even if they were, it'd just be a hard thing to sell to the fans. Um, I think people getting people interested in the Pelicans is hard in the first place. So, but I think that would probably be the savvy thing to do because, um, yeah, I think he, I think he's a goner, which is sad, which is sad. Yeah, but why does he want to go to the Lakers with crappy LeBron James, who's going to be like 100 by next year? I think that's a good question. Um, and, I mean, I wonder what would happen if, if LeBron, you know, isn't his um, amazing ageless self and he starts to regress. I wonder if that would continue to be the case, that he would want to go there. But LeBron... I don't believe LeBron has shown signs of regression yet. Um, sometimes, surely, that has to happen, but I don't know. Who knows? Have you gone to any Pelicans game yet, Court? No, I haven't gone. I wanted to go to the Nets game, but it was I was out of town that Friday when it happened. Mm, yeah. Gotta see Joe Harris. Gotta see Joe Harris. That's the... That's what all the kids are saying these days. Um, that's a great segue in our Joe Harris segment. Oh, wow. I didn't even, I was just clicking through and looking at the agenda again, and I didn't even see that Joe Harris was the next part. I'm not even Joe joking. I'm, it sounds like one of those things where you would say on a podcast where you're like, oh, I accidentally made the segue, and you're like, that person was definitely looking at the script or whatever. Listener, yeah. you have my full assurances. We don't look at the script that much. <laughs> Also, don't you worry there is little planning and little thought in the execution of this podcast the script might be seven words long <laughs> but two of those words yes. two of those words two of those words Ray are Joe Harris Joe Harris NBA star so yeah it's um it's a big year for Joe Harris um and and consequently a big year for you He's, he's playing, you know, he's playing lights out right now. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Tell me what's, tell me what's, what's the, what's the, why is he playing better than normal? I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to say, what's the most impressive part of his stat line to you, Ray? Okay. I am just looking at his regular stat line. Um, I mean, definitely the most impressive part is that Joe Harris on almost four attempts per game is shooting, oh, sorry, no, almost five attempts per game is shooting 58% from three. That is pretty remarkable. That would make him the best three point shooter ever. He will not maintain that, but it's really good. And congratulations. I'm happy for you, Court. Nice. Thanks. Was there, did we ever talk about like is the regression to the mean thing, you know, like every season, like there's always somebody who's shooting like, you know, 60% from three at the beginning. Is that just like guaranteed that like somebody will be like over some sort of percentage based thing and that like also guaranteed that they'll go, I mean, not guaranteed, obviously like people set records and stuff, but like, that's like a phenomenon, right? Like people like start off hot because you're taking a smaller sample than like a full season sample, but you're taking it over like a lot of players. 
Does yeah. that make sense? Is that why it happens? There's like a statistical yeah. reason why it happens, right? Is it just that simple? Yeah, Am a... I being simple here? No. And I don't think you said, I feel like normally when people talk about regression of the mean, they quickly say something that's false. And I don't think you said anything that's false. Nice. Which is great. This whole night I've not said anything that's false? No, you said good things about UVA basketball, so that was definitely false. Um, Ooh. That was that was mean. I'm sorry, UVA sports fan. Wow. I want you to win all the games. Um, you you got to save up some mean stuff for our final agenda item. Um, can't alienate so yeah, all the think... listeners at halftime of the podcast gotta alienate them all yeah. you know make sure by the end you know what i say ray at the end of the podcast no one should be listening anymore <laughs> even at the start really um well no, you know you got to hear that sweet intro makes music you happy. yeah oh, oh plus music the gladiator music oh yeah uh, listeners, I was watching um, Man on Fire the other night. Uh, <laughs> Denzel Washington. Yeah, that's uh, a totally different. That's a different movie than Gladiator. How are you going to possibly connect? <laughs> no, but this? okay, but it's an excellent movie in general. I don't really have to say anything about the plot, but just say it's Denzel Washington's finest. And throughout the movie, they cut to these, um, cut to these different scenes and. Uh, with gladiator music <laughs> I, just, I just loved it and i was thinking just in my life i wish there was more gladiator music and i uh like i feel like coming into our joe harris segment or maybe just in the background of our joe harris segment if there was this gladiator music i don't know i just think that would really make the podcast but apparently we don't have the rights to it so just imagine it yeah or maybe what what you should do is play it on loop while you listen to the podcast yeah, uh, we'll give you, like, later in the podcast, we're going to give you a, a um, minute marker. Oh, no, because I'm going to have to edit it later. Uh, when uh, I post the podcast, I'm going to put a minute marker, and uh, you'll have you'll have to rewind the podcast to that minute marker because you're hearing this now. Uh, maybe I'll put an explanation in there, too. Anyway, we're going to give you a point where you need to start the Gladiator music to sync it with the Joe Harris part of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I trust that our listeners yeah. will be able to figure it out. Listener, if you're listening now, I, you can probably just look it up and just start playing Gladiator music, and it'll just be in the <laughs> next segment. And that's okay. It's okay that it wasn't during the Joe Harris segment. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I wonder if anybody for um, their walk up music and baseball games has used Gladiator music. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I'm going to be pretty real with you right now, Ray. I can't yeah. imagine the Gladiator music in my head right now. Oh, um, do you remember the scene? I guess there's been a lot of the scenes. I just imagine. I'm not gonna try to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> not just that I was trying to trick you into singing. It's like honestly, I could. Although, if I could, I would have totally said the same thing to try to trick you into singing. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I I just remember the um part where he's like going through the field and like touching all the weed yeah, and he's like whispering part, yeah. and stuff and then but the music I imagine he's is the music from, around the music from Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> also when you say it in the movie what is it Pirates of the Caribbean when it's the movie even though it's the Caribbean oh. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. 
Yeah. Well, You're asking the wrong guy. Robbie Colby, li- longtime listener. <laughs> we need his. For some reason, I also associate Pirates of the Caribbean with Robbie Colby. Uh, mm. I think he like he... it has some sort of like inexplicable like uh it, enjoyment of the at least the earlier movies in the series. Mm. That sounds right. I kind of block all of like the movie preferences stuff out that I don't like. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big uh, like blockbuster movie guy. I'm not like not yeah. like Hollywood video or whatever. Not like the rental store. You know what I mean? Like any kind of yeah. big movie, I'm kind of like. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, especially yeah, I don't yeah I don't get it. But I'm glad that people like it. I wish I liked it. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't get me wrong. I was if like excited to go watch Pirates of the Caribbean at midnight. That would be fun. But that's not that's not my life. Instead, I'm watching Man on Fire <laughs> uh, on HBO Go. <laughs> Why? Um, you just picked it on HBO Go? Because it used to be a lot of times like it would make sense when somebody was like, oh, I watched this crappy movie. And it was just because th- that movie was on TV or something. And like you couldn't just pick any form of entertainment. I mean, you could pick a lot of different yeah. things to do besides watch a movie on TV in your life, but uh, it made a little yeah, more no. sense as far as like I wanted to watch a movie, and like when you know we were in middle school, the only technology available immediately to like watch a movie would be to watch whatever movie was on TV. Yeah, no, I I'm, I miss those times, and I think my watching decision would have been more justifiable if that's what was the case. But you know, just scrolling through the list, and I was like, maybe I just want to not really think that much right now and watch Denzel Washington seek vengeance, seek righteous vengeance. And, uh, that's what I did. You know, was the fire ever extinguished? Hmm. Now that's a, that's a deep question. I wish we had Steve to unpack this one. I think, I think it, I think it was actually, so spoiler alerts coming the end of man on fire it doesn't happen on screen, but I think Denzel Washington is killed. Whoa. Uh, in a sort of um, sacrificial, uh, you know, he basically trades his life for another um, uh, as only, you know, a, of course you'd expect that of a Denzel Washington character. Um, so I would, I'd like to think, and I think he found some, some type of peace at the end. Um, he 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 lived a he lived a troubled life. He was clearly dealing with some some existential guilt, and I think um, with some of the things that he'd done. And I think I think this set him ablaze, really. Um, and by finding someone who he connected with who made him feel uh, alive um, and acting in response to injustice to this person. I think he, I think he was able to put out the fire, if not in life, um, then in death. Um, I think in in this way, I'm thinking about fire as a, um, I think fire could be thought of as like a good or a bad thing. I think in this context, I'm thinking about the fire that potentially went out as um as a bad thing that that drove him or that 
gave him a sense of uh, discontentment or, you know, unease with his own being. Um, mm. so yes. Yeah, that was probably more of an answer than you expected. Yeah, it got deep there. And I hadn't really thought about that before just now. So, you know, it might not have made any sense at all. I was under the impression that it was a literal fire and it was just Denzel Washington <laughs> running around like on fire the whole time. It's and, the like, sequel to Man on It's the sequel to Man on Wire. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's this French guy played by Denzel Washington and he's on a tightrope and he's on fire. Man on fire on wire. <laughs> oh, I would definitely watch that. Somebody By should David do a Simon. super cut of those two movies mashed up. I don't know how you could make it make any sense. Man on fire on the wire. <laughs> McNulty on fire. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, which leads us back to Joe Harris and regression to the mean. Uh, Joe um, Harris will never regress to the mean, unless the mean yeah, is the I, greatest player of all time, in which case he's continually regressing to that mean. <laughs> now did I screw up the concept? Um, I think you had bad assumptions. I think you had, yeah, I think you had bad assumptions or priors, but I think your final conclusion about regressing to the mean was not wrong but your ultimate argument was wrong because of your bad priors that mm. Joe Harris is the best player of all time. And he's progressing to it. I didn't say um, he was specifically the best player of all time. I'd say there's sort of this platonic ideal of the best player of all time. <laughs> and Joe is regressing in the world of forms. Mm. Take that for data. Do you, hmm. I wonder what, yeah. I wonder if anybody's tried to make a, a platonic ideal of the best basketball player that could be. Um, um, I remember playing like NBA Jam, or not NBA Jam, sorry, NBA 2K, uh, yeah. and making a custom player and uh, like trying to figure out the best. Well, I guess you just made him 99 and everything, but then you'd also have to pick like a height yeah. and weight. And I think like maximum height and maximum weight was also the best. Mm. Um, but sometimes if you made the minimum height and weight that they could like steal the ball from that player sometimes. Okay. I think that's interesting because the way that the game has, has changed. Um, well, actually does in NBA jam, if you were maximum height and maximum weight, did that by definition make you a worse shooter? No, Probably your shooting not, was right? still 99, and your speed was 99, okay. and your dribbling was 99, and your dunking was 99. <laughs> okay. And your passing was 99, and your okay. blocks were 99. Everything was 99. Okay. And so even so though yeah, you were maximum... Yeah, probably the best layer. Yeah, you had the greatest possible mass, and you also had the greatest possible speed. Um, mm. or acceleration. Acceleration was ninety nine too. So you had great. You had the giant, most biggest mass possible, and also the biggest acceleration. So therefore, mm. okay. Therefore, you had the biggest force, right? And if you had the biggest yes. force, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. If you have the biggest mass and the biggest acceleration, definitely the most force. Yeah. Yeah, and it, um, we also gave that player the best name, which was Toenail Slim Jim. <laughs> 
Well, I'm happy for Joe Harris. I'm happy for you. I do think he's not going to shoot 58% from three for the remainder of the season. Me either. Um, Definitely more. Possibly more. Possibly something like his 42% career average, I think, is the best bet. But, I think um, he's going to shoot 45%. Hmm. That... He shot 42% for the rest of the year, then it would probably be lower than 45%, but he could probably shoot above his career average for the rest of the year. I think that's possible. Yeah, he's better now. I would say even there's a 50% chance of it, at least. Well, we'll just um, have to see at the end of the season, won't we? We will. Speaking we of will. the end of the season, the Wizards already have passed their end of the season. Because they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have, I have two... I have John Wall's basketball reference page open. Um, and both his middle name and his supposed nickname are wonderful. Do you happen to know either of those two things? No, because I don't have it open right now. But I'll just take a guess. Just I need to just take a little bit of time before I guess. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. I looked it up. Now I know. Yeah. John, Jonathan Hildred Wall Jr. It's a, a nice name. Yeah. That definitely has a much... That has many more syllables than John Wall. Yeah. It's a, Jonathan is kind of a funny name. Yeah. And he spells it with the first name with an H at the beat. Not at the very beginning. That's the third letter. Right. It's, also, it's like that's uncommon. Um, and his nickname is Optimus Dime, for all you listeners that are curious about such things. For all you fans of the Wizards end of the Transformers series of movies and TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Wizards are playing pretty poorly. Um I think this was not too surprising given their team construction, how they played last year. But I feel like people were, most people are still projecting them to be a playoff team. Um, so yeah, what do you think? Should all Wizards fans abandon hope? Is well, there, could they turn things around? I think they could turn things around this season. But in the sense of, like, be a crappy playoff team in the East and then lose. Yeah. And then yeah. continually be that as your ceiling for the duration of John Wall's contract. Yeah, which isn't that exciting of a ceiling. Yeah, it's but, not, not the best. Yeah, not everybody can be the Sixers, so sometimes you have to settle for for that. Um. Not everybody can be the Sixers or Joe Harris. That's Limitless true. ceilings. Only only one person can be Joe Harris, as it turns out. Well, but at least fifteen people at any given time could be players on the Sixers. So a lot of people could be Sixers. I'm willing to bet and there's other people named Joe Harris. Right, but <laughs> is there anybody else that occupies his his essence? Oh. I don't know, man. That one's too. Is Joe Harris even Joe Harris? Ooh. 
I think he is. I think he's decidedly Joe Harris. But I heard it here first. Um, you like how I yeah. desegued that Washington Wizards takedown right back into Joe Harris? <laughs> have we reached peak Joe um, Harris? We might have reached peak Joe Harris. Right. I'm just I, we've been off air for a year, to be honest, and I'm just getting uh, all the Joe have, Harris in. I mean, so much has happened in Joe Harris's life uh, between then and then and now that we probably should just have a couple couple Joe Harris podcasts to catch up. Yeah, you know? I'm actually going to release one. You don't have to be a part of this, but I'm just going to say Joe Harris over and over again for 30 minutes. <laughs> I like it. I would listen to it. You would listen it, to the whole well, thing? Well, if you can get the rights to that Gladiator music um, <laughs> and, and do that with Joe <laughs> I feel like maybe that's a... Um, th- th- this feels like it could be a YouTube, YouTube thing. Yeah, there was a guy who said something a million times. And it was a okay. really stupid thing. And he, okay. but he was donating the proceeds from the stream to like charity or something. Okay. Gosh, whatever the phrase was, was just like, you know, bottom of the barrel, stupid, like pop culture meme sort of phrase. Yeah. Do you have an idea of about how long that took him to say the thing a million times? Like he took breaks. Like a year? Yeah, no, it took him like a week or something. Okay. But he didn't. So do I guess it. it wasn't that long. Yeah. But it's still that's a lot of time to do. Yeah, that, that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. Um, well, if that's the way you want to go, I support it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, support it. Um, Gucci Gang. What he was saying was Gucci Gang. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> On that note, Joe Harris does not have a nickname on his basketball reference page. Mm. How do you feel about that? Um, okay with it in that I don't remember his like UVA nickname. I think it was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really remember his nickname at UVA. Oh yeah, Joey Hoops. Uh-huh. Joey Hoops. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's so generic, it's not really a nickname. There was also like something about like swoon, like because he's like supposedly attractive or whatever. I mean, huh. yeah, he's sort of like a yeah, he's an attractive man, and he. Was I think up... he's he's handsome. Yeah, I'll give him that. He's kind of goofy too, though. I mean, not that's a bad thing, but yeah, like yeah. you know, charming or whatever. Uh, yeah. And so that was his other sort of like nickname. Especially while he was at college, you know? Yeah. I feel like he could be average Joe. Average Joe. That's kind of what he is now, right? Yeah. I feel like that would work. Yeah. That's from that Dodgeball movie, right? Average Joe? Isn't that the... the, Gosh, is it Zoolander? They're just the average Joes? Yeah. That's right, right? Joe's versus pros. There is a movie yeah. where the average Joe's is a team name of one of the teams in the sports styled movie. I am willing yeah. to commit to that. There, it's the dodgeball one. No, that's not Zoolander. Oh, it's, it's average it's Joe's. The other yeah, Ben yeah, Stiller yeah. one. Ben Stiller is the bad guy. He's for like Mega Gym or whatever. And then the other team, the Vince Vaughn's team, is like average Joe's Gym or whatever. 
Like that's yeah. the whole plot point is like they have to beat the mega gym in dodgeball to keep their like mom and pop gym open. Right. Which always happens. Yeah, obviously. Um, so I think, yeah. So I think, I think we found, I don't know. Who do we email a basketball reference to make this happen? I don't know. Can we you buy know? basketball reference? Probably not. How much did it cost to buy um, cool standings? Um, probably not that much. Certainly less than it would cost to buy a basketball reference. Oh, right. We'd Although sign I feel like the all end. these sites don't really make any money. Did we sign an NDA? They provide a valuable service that people access for free and nobody pays them. There's a statute of limitations um, on NDAs, right? Um, Maybe. Probably. Anyway, we might have signed an NDA about uh, cool standings. But I think the Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right, we did. Okay. Are we allowed to even record this right now? I don't think we actually no, like I think we got forwarded the NDA and refused to sign it, and that was what Yeah. <laughs> if this is actually gonna go on the pod, we should explain something. Yeah, so Cool Standings was a website that calculated the probability that MLB teams would make the playoffs based on their run differential and Pythagorean win-loss and they were selling it and we thought about buying it and we reached out to them and court alluded to them asking us to sign an NDA which we maybe did but we didn't buy it and Fangraphs bought it and incorporated it into their website and now Cool Standing's method of doing what they were doing is not particularly novel here we are which is good because now anybody can see what percent chance a team has to make the baseball playoffs no you don't have to wonder anymore probabilities have been democratized well i guess they were available to everybody but people didn't know it was there okay people probably still don't care um which is why they get mad at nate silver for him making projections about what probability politicians have to be elected and then being upset every time a person with a greater than 50% chance of getting something doesn't get elected. Yeah. Here we are. So that is Nate Silver. Then it's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, stats nerds ruining everything, now stats nerds are telling me that Carmelo Anthony is not a great player. That's right. They're right about that. Um, I kind of feel bad for Carmelo, honestly. He's not a good player, and he doesn't seem to be... I think there's a reality in which Carmelo could recognize that he's not... His skill set and style of play is not conducive to winning in the modern NBA and adjust that and potentially try harder on defense and potentially not look to score in isolation very much and get better at just doing a catch and shoot three. But uh, that's not the reality we live in. And it seems like that's going to uh, make him not be a Houston rocket anymore, which, yeah, it's pretty bad when you sign for like a minimum contract and can't contribute uh, to winning with that so anyhow i don't know if i actually said the news or not but it seems like carmel anthony is no longer going to be a houston rocket 
as of today. And yeah, people used to think he was really good, but now he's not anymore. The game has changed a lot. That's the thing about the game. It keeps on changing. Yeah. When will it ever stop changing? Probably never, you know? I was thinking about people have talking about this like it'd be fun to watch a couple games from the early nineties or something and just it's such a different game. It is entirely different. Um you know these there's a ton of players that regularly shoot more than ten threes a game. That would not only be unheard of back then, but just like thought to be incredibly bad strategy. Mm. Um and yeah, I was actually Tom Haberstroh wrote about how like Stephen Curry has just changed the way that basketball is played by you know stopping from thirty feet, pulling up and shooting three pointers is like showing people that that can be done and that uh, mathematically is a really efficient way of creating offense if you're a good enough shooter. Um. Not when you're it getting hand-checked, well. and you can't even handle it, though. <laughs> I feel like your anti-Steph Curry position is about as, like, of of players that could have become really good. Like, you basically were, you picked the one, you were, like, the least lucky, mm. you know? Like, I could have, like... like been really anti like Kevin Durant or something yeah or even like I think Curry was picked maybe seven or something like basically of all of the players picked since 2000 between five and ten like of all of those players you probably picked the one that was like not only the best but the most kind of had the most lasting effects and just on how the game is played to be um, fair i also picked darko milicic to hate <laughs> to be bad yeah no i didn't pick steph okay. curry to be bad i just didn't like i just don't like him i mean i don't yeah. like you know not in like some sort of like human sense like yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah yeah and but, like uh, you know i don't hate like watching him play basketball he's just annoying I can see, yeah, I understand why people are annoyed by him. I enjoy his, I enjoy that he seems to have fun out there. But I also understand why other people be like, that's not very nice to dance after you hit those shots when the other guys are sad about it. He doesn't seem to have that much fun sometimes, though. He seems to be, like, whining and sad. And it's like, why should you yeah. whine and sad if you're making shots like that? Why they all pretty you, much. I, why should you whine and sad? <laughs> <laughs> Have court mid range, everybody. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Well, uh that's been an episode, I think. We've we've about done it. Yeah. I think we've done something. We talked about I all seven we, yeah. words that were on our agenda. Yeah. I think we might be a little rusty, you know, but that's okay. I think, I think we probably made had something in there to make anybody angry. Like, you know, yeah. no matter who you are, something in this podcast would have made you angry. I hope. That's what I always hope when I'm signing off. Something in this made somebody angry. But I think I also, if you were just a, yeah. More importantly. I think if you were just a Denzel Washington fan, 
I don't know that we said like that's your only that's your that's your thing. That's your head. You're neutral about everything, but you're like really pro Denzel Washington. I think you would have enjoyed this podcast and not been made angry. Siri, give me all podcasts that contain references to Denzel Washington. Download them to my iPhone now. <laughs> this one would be on there. Yeah. Maybe sorry if I made anybody. Se- sorry if I made anybody's Siri go off while they were listening to this. But um, if I did, I hope it downloaded a lot of Denzel Washington podcasts to your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, you were going to say something else. Uh, I was saying more importantly than making everybody mad, I hope that this podcast uh, brought a little joy to your life, and that there was something in here that made you smile and. That's what I really hope for. I hope that too. And uh, yeah, sorry we haven't communicated in this format sometime. Um, for our loyal, loyal listeners that um, said something to the effect of like, hey, when are you guys going to do a podcast again? Uh, thank you for asking. Sorry we haven't done more of those. But I hope you enjoyed this one. And it's oh, possible there could be more. Let's give a special shout out to um, Amy and Carrie who did a guest oh, yeah. podcast in in our hiatus as a yeah. uh, little bit of a, I don't know, just as they, they're listeners and uh, also uh, friends of ours. And just as a token of their appreciation, they did a special guest podcast where they hosted and it was an excellent episode. If you haven't checked that one out, you should check it out. It's the one immediately before this one on the yeah. old website yes um thank you uh, amy and carrie for doing that i really appreciate it that was a nice sort of going away gift and i think i shared some thoughts with you about it via email so i won't share it now but um i appreciate it your thoughts and go sports go yeah they did a terrifyingly good job, way better job than we do. And so, yeah, if they ever start yeah. a podcast, y'all should definitely listen to that. Yes. And yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, we hope to, I think I'm hoping that even though we're not in the same physical space anymore, it seems like we only had to stop this maybe four or five times because of technical <laughs> issues. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that we can continue that track record of only very few, you know, very few mistakes per minute. And uh, also maybe get some special guests in here, either in the studio or on some sort of conference call uh, for some upcoming episodes. So, yeah, uh, that's what I'm Lovely. looking forward to. Looking forward to some more good basketball. And uh, thanks for joining me, Ray. Thank you, Court. Bye, y'all. This has been Half Court and Mid-Range. Thank you.